Okay, we are on Mizmor 54 of Tehillim. And the previous Mizmor we said was an interesting Mizmor about uh, that, that described how David would become the Mashiach. Right? It was a Mizmor that we saw earlier on in Tehillim. It was the same Mizmor as Mizmor 14. And we read this beautiful Radak in which he said, this Mizmor shows how despite all of David's difficulties and all of the, the enemies that were trying to take him down, his kingdom will stand and he and the, the salvation of Israel will come through the house of David. And the Radak said, just like despite all of his enemies, his kingdom would stand. So to Am Israel, despite all of our enemies, we will also return from the Galut and we will see salvation. Now, the reason Radak said that is because the following Mizmor is about David's enemies. Okay? So, the, our Mizmor begins, morning. morning, morning. For the chief musician, on the stringed instruments, a, a contemplation by David. Again, these first psukim of the Mizmorim, as usual, uh, they're typically something we don't really know about anymore, some kind of musical instrument or something like that. Okay, so for the chief musician, on the stringed instruments, a contemplation by David, whatever that means. When the Zephites came and said to Shaul, David is hiding amongst us. Now, who were the Zephim? So if you look in Shemuel Aleph, in the beginning, in the first book of Shemuel, which we studied recently in the, mm-hmm. in the other class, the Zephim were people that lived in Yehuda, And when David and his men ran away from Shaul, he ran away to the south of Yehuda. Why? Because David was from Yehuda. And he, could, he assumed that since Shaul was from Binyamin, then the people from Yehuda would be more loyal to him than they would be to Shaul. However, these Zephim people, they went and they approached Shaul and they said, uh, and they said, David is with us. They ratted out David so, to Shaul. And then Shaul came with his men. Luckily, or not luckily, whenever, whenever he came, however, Boreolam caused that the Pelishtim would attack Am Yisrael from another side, and then Shaul had to run back to the battle, so he was never able to catch David in this area of Zif. Okay? So that's the backstory here. Uh, one of the, the points of the Mizmor, the beautiful points, is going to show that the Zifim, they had more fear of Shaul than they did of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, that was their operating concern was the fear of Shaul. Okay? We, we've seen, we see actually one of the themes in Shemuel Aleph is that people when they're afraid of the king more than they are afraid of God can come to do very, very evil things. Like Doeg from Tumis Morim ago or from the story of the Kohanim. He goes to Shaul and he says, by the way, I saw that the Kohanim helped David. Feed him. They fed him and they gave him uh, whatever. And then, and then Shaul says, oh, thank you so much. You're, you're looking out for me. And then he sends Doeg to go and, he, and to kill the Kohanim. And Doeg does that. And the reason Doeg is doing that is because he's so afraid of Shaul. That Shaul's instability. That he, he's so afraid that Shaul is going to lash out at people like Doeg. That he's willing to do very evil things to protect himself from Shaul's wrath. So uh, it was completely known in that time that David... Is from Hashem, and Shaul is not. No, uh, I. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Not yet. Um, they, 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 they shouldn't. People shouldn't have known, but um, 
So how could they uh, was more than decide uh, with somebody without God? And <clears throat> it's it's a good question. No, you 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 you're right. You're right. Uh, it's it's. I don't know. It's it's a good question. It's a, it's a good question. Um, there is. I have to look back at Shemuel Aleph. There was, at one point, Shemuel anointed David, before all of this started, but it wasn't so much of a public ceremony. It was not public. Nobody knew. So, why would people? You could still say that they shouldn't have just ratted him out for no reason. Because probably they knew that Shaul was looking for him. Look, what what people probably did know also was that Shaul was a little bit uh, had become unstable. And also, David was a very beloved figure in Israel, already. So for, for Shaul to turn against him, David, such a beloved figure in Israel, people should have been like, this is, there's something off here. But it's a good question. It's not, a, it's not so clear if people should have known anything. Okay. God, by your name, please save me and vindicate me or judge me through your might, through your strength. God, hear my prayer. Listen to the words of my mouth. Pasuk 5. For strangers have come upon me. And strong people or violent people have desired or sought out my life. They did not place God before them at all. That this is the pasuk, right? This is the pasuk in which he makes the claim that these people, if they were thinking more out of fear of God they and not they fear of Shaul, they would not, act, they would not like act like this. But whenever the, your fear of Shaul is is the main uh, cause of your behavior, is the main influence on your behavior, then you end up doing things like this. Now, from until pasuk five, David is asking. He's asking Borel. I'm something I want you to notice about Tehillim. It's, it's the the way the it focus moves. of it moves a lot because it's poetic, right? So from Pasuk one to Pasuk five, David is asking for God to He's asking God to save him. with your name save me, in your strength vindicate me, listen to my tefillah, listen to my words. Foreign people have come upon me, these strong men are are seeking out my life, uh, and, and these people have no fear of you, so please save me. Now, from Pasuk Vav to the end, David changes his thing, and he's and it's not a tefillah of "Please, God, save me." It is, "I know you will save me, God." It's a confidence that he places in God. Behold, God is my helper. God is among those who supports me. Yashiv hara He will repay evil to my enemies, to my foes. Or Lishorarai means like to those who stare upon me with evil intent. That's the literal translation. But and please destroy them with your truth. Now what would the truth that David is is talking about? What is he referring the, the, to right now? The right now? judgment. Yeah, the right judgment, but but based on um Mr Kalatizada. Right based on your question, um the truth in this case would be that I'm not evil. I mean, all these people are going to Shaul. They think that they're doing justice because they're helping the king find his enemy. Let the truth hit them in the face so that, that Shaul is the one who is, the, is in the dark place. I'm the one who is good. I'm the one who is righteous. Let the truth cut them down. Let the truth stop them. 
Right? That could be what David's complaint is. Because imagine how frustrating it is for David that he's running away and his enemies think that they're doing the good thing because they're helping the king. But really the king is the one in the wrong and David has already been anointed and David is the one who's right. Okay? I will bring a nedava sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name. Adonai. Kitov, for it is good. Now, I read a, an interesting perush on this. And um, typically, whenever you're saved from, from, from a difficult situation, when you're saved from, I don't know, you, let's say, I'll even ask a simpler question. When you come back from a trip or you want to play. Gomer, and it's a, right? You it's said Gomer. Is it thanks, gomer. Is a thanks uh, giving? Exactly. Uh, the bracha you make is a bracha of Gomer. And what was this bracha made to replicate? Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving offering, the yes. Toda offering. Yes. Okay? Now, the Toda offering is a form of Korban Shilamim. Okay? So, one of the Perushim, the Seforno, is the Italian Perush, he says something interesting. He says, David here, he says, Bindava is Bechalach. He says, I'm going to thank you with the Korban Nidava, which, is mean, which just means a Korban that I will promise. But he doesn't say, Bitoda is Bechalach. I'm going to. I'm going to oh, in thanks. He's not, he doesn't want to do anything. Now, why? He says, because the Korban Toda is a form of Korban Shelamim in which the person individual eats some, the Kohen eats some, and Borei Olam eats some. And it represents peace amongst all people. But here, because David is asking for the destruction of his enemies, he cannot say the He cannot, it's the Thanksgiving offering, it be, Shilamim, it be a, a, the, the peace offering is not a good... Uh, is not a, uh, it's not a good. It yes. doesn't. It doesn't fit perfectly with the situation. Right. So he's going to offer his 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 offering out of gratitude, but it's not going to be a korban shelamim. It's not going to be a toda. It was an interesting perush. Do I think it's peshat? I'm not exactly sure, but but the fact that he picked up on that detail of the text is very interesting. Okay, pasuk tet. He called Sarah hitzilani, for he delivered me from all trouble. Uv oyevai raata ayni, and my eyes have gazed upon my enemies. Meaning, I've, I've seen them, but I am... Meaning, they're not coming upon me in surprise. I've seen them, and no. I've, I've seen their downfall, no. and I'm, I'm in control of the situation. And that is a thing. So the first half of the Mizmor, David asks God for protection and for it to be saved. In the second half of the Mizmor, he expresses his confidence that, that Borei Olam will save him. Again, it's one of those themes we see in, in, the, in the Tehillim very often, is David's confidence in God's salvation. It's whenever he prays, it's always with the utmost confidence also, that Borei Olam will be there. One of the reasons is also because he was already anointed. He knew that he was going to be the king. I mean, it was uh, obvious. Yeah, but, but see, imagine, imagine some Navi comes to you and he anoints you as king. And then all of a sudden you're being, you're being chased, by chased down by the king yeah, and the whole army. And you have a few hundred men at your disposal that were his supporters who are not even such... High up men, the people that ended up clinging to David were the people who they had debts and they were in jail or this and that. They they didn't have a good life. Okay, they go and they find themselves a new leader for as as a new start. That was the kind of person David attracted at the time, right? So it's it's hard as much as you want to have faith in the Navi. The reality of your situation is so dire that it's hard to have that emuna. He still had the positivity. Now here's, here's a question that I was talking about. I was at Moshe Anayatin's house on Shabbat. So we got into this philosophical conversation about tefillah. 
And it's a simple question that you, I'm sure you'll have the answer to. When is it easier to pray? When you're in a time of difficulty or when times are good? When times are it's difficult, right? Whenever things are good, whenever things are good and business has been consistently good for a few months or a few years, or and the the kids are doing well and the family is doing well and nobody in the household is sick and Baruch Hashem everything is pretty well. Nothing's are perfect, but things are pretty much in place. Very very hard to pray, right? But let's say you're struggling with something or someone is sick or this or that, the prayer becomes very intense. Easy to focus. You lock in. You pray. You really, really ask. So, we were saying, you know, it's interesting that it's so hard to pray when times are good. But on the other side, it's it's understandable. It's understandable. And I, I was saying it's understandable because I, I, I'm human. Like, I have the same issue. When times are good, it's very hard to focus. You start thinking about other things when you're praying. But it's also very natural. Because if you look, why was Tehillim... So successful Why was Tehillim a book That people cling to so much As a resource for Tefillah Because it was written In the times of difficulty It's relatable yes. It's relatable You feel like you understand David's suffering And, and whenever you are also in Suffering you, you know who to look to As the first person who experienced Probably much worse than what you did you know, And that's why the Tefillah they, they ring They're so powerful because they're written in a time of deep distress. Now, that's not an excuse not to pray. But it, it also explains that it's a very natural phenomenon that the prayer is more intense whenever times are difficult and times are bad. It's understandable. And that's why Tehillim is such a, is such a real book. Now, the one thing, the one Musar, though, that Tehillim does that we fail to do is that there are also many Tehillims, there are many Psalms of happiness. Yes. And gratitude, yes. and those are the ones that we forget, yes. right? We you know, and be thankful. whenever something good happens, and I don't know, and we, uh, should, be thankful. we should be thankful, and we not only halal, we say every every month, we say right? We should okay, but do we say it no. whenever some somebody okay. in, in the family finds their zivug? Do we, you know, do we say that that joy, or that halal, that excitement when somebody who's been struggling to have kids ha- finally has a child? Do we say it? We typically forget that one, you know. Things are good, so we forget that tefillah. So it's acceptable and not acceptable. It's understandable that our tefillah would be better when we, are, when we are in times of difficulty. Now, it's also understandable that when life is like nothing's happening in life and things are pretty much on autopilot, which happens, more well, that, that our tefillah is not as intense. But what we typically do forget is when the good thing happens, are we as excited and as jubilant and as, as thankful as David is? On that note... On that note, we have a, a simcha in the shiur. Mazal tov, mazal tov. Mazal Hashem, Hashem should give you the zikhut to see many, many more. And to everyone in the shiur, you should see, have the zikhut to see many, many more grandkids. And family should... Then you're going to give us a zikhut. Baruch Hashem, 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 Baruch Hashem,